You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Purposeful Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers business leaders to be more purposeful in their business so they can enjoy increased productivity and profitability while make a much bigger impact in the world. This is episode 12. On today's show, we're going to be speaking about what to do when clients overstep their boundaries. Hi, my name is Anne-Marie Cross and I'm here with my awesome co-host Jennifer Sparkle-Johnson. Whether you're just starting up your business or maybe you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. We're going to teach you the right strategies around sales, around marketing, money mindset, all of that great stuff, as well as key leadership and business principles so you can step forward powerfully in your business to make a much bigger impact in the lives of your clients and the world. How about we get started? Welcome to another show. As always, this is another jam-packed topic we can't wait to share with you. And that is all about what to do when clients overstep their boundaries. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, under-promise and over-deliver. However, for a lot of you heart-centered coaches and consultants and service-based businesses, what happens when the clients that you are working with, they demand that you drop everything when they need you. They're constantly expecting you to deliver way over what your contract has specified. And you know, they're they're consistently overstepping their boundaries to the point where it's affecting your health, your well-being, and of course negatively impacting how you show up for all of your other clients. So what do you do? Well, if you find yourself having to deal with a demanding client who's pushing you to the end of your wits, then grab a pen and paper because Jennifer and I are going to share some some great steps. Jennifer is so good at boundaries, so can't wait for her to share her wisdom on this. That's coming up in our Words of Wisdom segment. Um, Before we dive into the productivity of the week that Jennifer has in store for us, just a quick announcement again about a shout out to our sponsor, theconsciouscommunity.com. If you haven't already checked them out, go to www.theconsciouscommunity.com. The Conscious Community is an online resource of heart-centered holistic businesses committed to treating their clients with respect and professionalism. And I know that uh, Jennifer has been to a number of their events. So there's a great group of awesome women doing great stuff. So go check them out, theconsciouscommunity.com. And secondly, we want to mention and do a shout out again about our weekly blab. If you haven't already headed over to blab, go to blab.im, register for yourself, search for me, Anne-Marie Coach, and uh, every week we have scheduled another topic. Sometimes we're talking about a a topic that we've had on the show. Um, We want to have you in the hot seat so you can share your ahas, your insights, and I'm sure you've got wisdom to share as well. So we want to invite you to head on over there, blaboutbusiness.com. So Jennifer, what's today's tip of the week? This week, it's all about being accountable. What we mean by that is everything you do, it's up to you. So when you think about this, whatever you say, make sure you follow through because we want you to say what you mean, mean what you say. People notice, they notice when you say something and follow through and those that don't who simply have good intentions. So make sure that you are accountable. 
we've been mentioned earlier, I'm sure you've heard of the saying, under promise yet over deliver. And this is probably something that you do want to do in, in your day-to-day business dealings with your customers, which is fantastic. But again, we raise the question, what happens when you do have a client that constantly oversteps their boundaries. So this can show up in a number of different ways. It's not obviously limited, but this is what Jennifer and I have experienced ourselves and of course what we see uh, can happen in our clients' businesses. So demanding too much of your time, especially in comparison to what they're paying you for, expecting you to drop everything when you're, you know, when you're working on another project and everything that they come to you with, it's urgent, 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 and they expect you to rejuggle your projects and your schedule for them. Maybe they're even always asking you for discounts, despite, you know, the results that they're achieving through working with you. And every time you kind of rolling over their program, they're just carrying on. And and that's very awkward. Or maybe they do grumble each time they receive an invoice and they ask you, can you validate this? Can you show me? Why is this, you know, why is this this level? And on and on it goes. Does this sound familiar to you? And like you said, on and on and on it goes. Mm. I mean, the list can just be simply endless. You know, as entrepreneurs, it's only natural to want your clients to love you and the work that you're doing and the work that you guys are creating together. However, you want to make sure that you're not caving into their every whim. And what we mean by that is that's when it's above and beyond what they're paying for and what is in conversation that you're willing to do, right? Because they are going to push those boundaries. And if you give in, what's happening is that you're not gaining their respect. What you're doing is you're being messy, right? So giving into those demanding clients, it really is a common money leak, which unfortunately it devalues your time. And what happens is the underlying for you is your self-esteem and your self-belief, your self-worth. Oh man, it does affect you. And what happens is it will continue to prevent you from getting paid what you're worth. It, it's like a self-sabotage. It really is. So the intention of helping someone may seem good at the time, but what you are really doing in the big picture is you are um, lowering your self-esteem and your self-belief of your self-worth. Let's look at this. If you were to calculate the real quote unquote cost of working with a demanding client, oh man, you would be shocked. (laughs) Not only should you take into account the extra, AKA unpaid time that you're spending on their project or projects, you also need to factor in the following four things. Amory, do you want to share what those are? Mm, Certainly. Before I do, Jennifer, I think what we would want to do at this point is just to um, let everybody know that there's a fine difference, a fine line between you proactively wanting to spend a little bit more time. Say you might be doing a coaching session for 30 minutes and the, the conversation is still not yet complete and you don't mind going five or, or, or 10 minutes over the session. What we're talking about is if this consistently happens all the time and you've got that horrible pit in the, in your, in your gut because you know that it's something that your client demands of you or expects from you. Maybe not demands, exactly. but expects. That's the key word. Yeah. So it's really when it, when we come down to it, I love that you're sharing the same Marie as a good reminder. Mm. Absolutely. Do we want to um, give a little extra when it feels appropriate? For us, as in Mm -hmm. us running our business, yes. Mm. What we're talking about here is when your clients expect you to jump. Yes. That's so different. That is your client running your business. Mm -hmm. And it's good to do a check. And we always do this too, don't we, Jennifer? When, When it feels icky, 
and we have that horrible feeling in the, in the pit of our stomach, that's generally an indication that mm-hmm, a boundary is being crossed. But if you've got a good feeling about it and, and it's not happening consistently because you feel like you're pressured into it, then um, then that's okay. But here are some things that we want you to be aware of, especially around the four things that you need to consider. Well, firstly, the time that it takes for you to regain focus on a project that you were working on prior to them interrupting you. Now, I don't know where I got, read this information and maybe you, you've heard something similar, Jennifer, but even a five minute interruption can sometimes take between 50 to 20 minutes. Was it from you that that you might've shared this? No, okay. we were together when we heard it. And yes. that's exactly it. When you're interrupted, it takes that long for you to get back into that mode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I must say just the other day, because um, I have a, a home office, I was working on something, my door was closed and my husband came in and said, what were we talking about the other day? And it was kind of, I had to do everything to bite my tongue and go, excuse me. And I was right in the middle of something and did once, once I'd answered the question and he went out again, closed the door. It was like, now where was I? And it took me a fair while to get back mm -hmm. in into the flow. Rem good reminder to put a note outside the door, no disturbing. Okay, so the second one, the time that you're not able to work on other clients' projects who are paying you what you are worth. And this is really important because, and, and I heard this and I think it was from Michael Hyatt who, who was reminded me of this and we'd love to share it with you today, is that every time you say yes to an interruption, there is um, a no. You are saying no to something. So that might be no to a client project that you'd scheduled for that. It may even be no to time where you were just going to sit and refresh and re-energize your batteries. Your time for yourself to whatever it might be, meditation, it might be reading a book or whatever it is. If you'd schedule that in your diary and you allow a demanding client who really didn't have that time allocated to them to continually interrupt and take, that is you saying no to that. So be mindful of that. There's real cost in that. The third is the cost in you not being able to spend valuable time looking for other business opportunities or looking for, you know, your ideal client who loves, wants to pay you what you are worth. So maybe not being able to attend a networking event or a, a professional development event. These things are really important. If you're saying no to those opportunities because you're keeping your schedule open for these demands, then that is a cost that you really need to, to look at seriously. And this is the last, the last one is one that we often really don't take into consideration and yet can have the most cost. And this is the cost of the negative energy that you are carrying around. So it's the being annoyed, it's being anxious, it's being frustrated. Now you imagine that you were carrying that in the ball of your hands or heading to, you know, underneath your, your elbow, so to speak, against your chest. Imagine if you were actually carrying a rock around you and that was the, the rock of annoyance and frustration. You realize how heavy that can be. And this can seriously impact the quality of your work, your productivity, because, you know, your mind is, is, is kind of um, weakened, well, not what stress because of this you know annoyance and frustration and you're not putting 110% focus on on what you really want to be doing because at the back of your mind you've got this kind of you know negative feeling there so those are really quite um, considerable costs that we need to, to consider yes that's a huge awareness for most people mm -hmm. and the other thing that that we um, just that I want to mention is how 
one thing that I love that we did is when we created Ignite Your Inner Champion is we showed people, um, and one of them, we did a specific one for, for direct marketing and direct sales. We showed people specifically when they don't have the boundaries of their clients, meaning their customers, mm. and they were available 24-7, how not only did it affect them in all the ways that you just shared, it also robs you of personal and family time. Mm -hmm. And that is, there's, there's no, in my opinion, there's no amount of money you can put on that. Mm. So, you know, just think about that as well. So curious is, is when you just heard Emory share these examples, which one did you go? Oh man. Right. <laughs> like you could kind of relate to that or, or I uh, think, think of someone who is in your world that is acting like that. So when you think about those things, you can see that there's physical, emotional, and psychological costs. It, this is all associated with working with that demanding client. And what happens is it far outweighs the amount of money that they are paying you. It just really, it really, really does. So think about this, saying no to a client's constant demand. It does not, it does not mean that you're providing them any less than your best. In fact, it does the opposite. It's about being in control of your business. It's about setting boundaries that are important. It's modeling for them what running a business looks like, and it's standing your ground. When responding to a challenging client's ongoing demands, well, that's just craziness. And it's, as we shared with the list a few moments ago, it plays on you big time. And that means we want you, we want you to value and respect the expertise that you offer, set the standards for how you would like your client to respect and treat you which will have a huge, huge impact on your self-belief, your self-esteem, and your self-worth. Mm. I think that's so important to, to remind ourselves of because often if we were to backtrack the reason why, you know, some of these interruptions are occurring, often it's because we don't want to disappoint. We don't want um, the client to not like us and those kind of things. And, you know, when we have a healthy level of, of self-worth and self-esteem, and this is not having a go at people. I mean, we even, you know, every day kind of do a check-in because we want to make sure you know, if you said that you are going to spend 30 minutes coaching a client and you feel like you need to go over, well, somewhere you're saying that that 30 minutes has not been valuable. And so it's really good just to, to remind ourselves of this, because here's the thing. If we want to take our businesses to the next level, if we want to get paid what we are worth, if you want to get paid what you are worth for the amazing results that you know um, that the client can achieve, then this needs to be addressed. So mm -hmm. the question that we want to pose to you is, are you ready? Are you now ready to finally stand firm by setting and sticking to? That's important. We can set boundaries, but we also need to stick with them and we need to stick to them by revisiting and, of course, streamlining, because that's important too. So first we need to set and stick to our boundaries and we also need to revisit and streamline our current client list because there may be some clients there that you recognize they are taking way too much time. I really don't enjoy working with them. And that's, this means that there's not space open to make room for ideal clients who really will value you. They'll value the expertise that you bring to the table. And of course, they're willing to pay you what you are worth. And we hope that you have said yes, because Jennifer is going to share one of the three steps that we're going to share to help you take back control. So Jennifer, what's the first step? The first step is to decide and take action. Decide and take action. You know, constantly worrying or harboring feelings of hopelessness and despair, that's not going to fix the problem. You 
You are the only person who can change the situation. Don't wait for something to happen. We don't want you to do that, right? Go ahead and decide for yourself, decide and take action because you are the only person that can change this and the cost to both of you and your business, it's far too high. So take the necessary steps immediately to make sure the situation no longer occurs, even if that means that you and your <clears throat> challenging client <laughs> part ways. Remember, you're not losing a client. You're not. You're making room for your ideal client who will respect you, that your services and and your your everything that you give them, they are valued and the results that you deliver are there for them mm. and they respect your boundaries and they show up powerfully when you do that. You create the space for someone who wants that to show up. And also the bonus is that you're getting paid what you're worth. So right now, decide and take action. This can be a really scary move to make, can't it, Jennifer, because it's kind of like, well, if I say goodbye to that client and, and, and kind of phase out that relationship, where else am I going to get the income from? But in actual fact, again, if we took a step back, what are we telling ourselves if we are not deciding and taking action? We're telling ourselves really subconsciously that I'm not going to be able to get another client, this client. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it really is um, something that we encourage you to do. And it's, it is really about setting that intention. You, it needs to come from you first. And deciding and taking action can be such an empowering move. There are clients out there who do value you and who will pay you what you are worth. And if you continue to allow yourself to be drained, uh, you're not going to be your best when that ideal client, that ideal client is, is, is probably right there in front of you already. You're just not seeing it because you're too exhausted working with the client that you need to now say goodbye to. All right, second step. This is really setting your boundaries. As we said earlier, it's really, um, it's great to be able to decide and take action, but what do you need to put in place so that guess what? You don't continue to attract uh, similar clients who are going to devalue and who are going to um, be de demanding. So, you know, think about developing a range of packages and to be really clear about what, what each package includes. I know um, Jennifer and I often will speak about um, going from or shifting from an hourly rate because we know many coaches and consultants are still working on an hourly rate, which can unfortunately undervalue and undermine your expertise. Go to a package that includes much more, more of your time. And remember, I think it was Jim Rohn, correct me if I'm wrong, Jennifer, who said, you do not get paid for the hour, you get paid for the value you bring to the hour. And so creating packages are great. These are your packages. Don't have a client say to you, well, I want a little bit more of this and I want to add this and I want to, you know, tweak that. Mm -mm -mm. You are in, in control. So if they and want to, yeah. I say, and exactly what you just said, they're, they're going to push those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And, and there, that comes back to what we first started with was that they expect you to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And maybe That's have like some your, your verbiage, cue. maybe have some verbiage. Cause I know for a lot of heart centered and I know for myself too, um, when you are changing and, and, and going through that, that, uh, habit change, behavior change, uh, to empower you have that little script in front of you so that you can read it, remind yourself of it say, you know, we're, we're shifting, we're, we're upgrade, we're providing you with even more value. And these are the, the packages that we are offer. So which be, which is best for you moving forward? Don't allow them to even go back. Oh, these are the choices. 
It's up to them. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. briefly before we move on to, to the third step, if they want to be able to contact you, say, via email or phone between your scheduled meetings, because we know that this can often happen, or if they want their project to have the highest priority in your work calendar, then guess what? Celebrate it because now you've got a high level package and you would more than love to work with them, yet it's going to step and and require them to step up as as well. Because guess what? You are worth it after all, aren't you? So remember this, you are in control of that situation. Please set those boundaries, have clearly defined packages that your clients can choose depending on their needs and, and their investment budget. And if they can't agree to your packages or boundaries, guess what? They're not your ideal client. So move on and find a client who is. Yeah. You know, we want to talk about the third component of this, and this is about sticking to your boundaries. And I I know for most people from the feedback that we've received with the clients that we've helped, this is really, really tough for a lot of people, especially if it's the first time you're doing it. So let's say you have a client that's constantly pressuring you to, and it, they're pushing, right? And expecting and overstepping the boundaries that you guys have decided on with your package. What do you do, right? Think about that for a moment. I mean, I just think even thinking about some of the clients that we've helped around this uh, challenge, it, it, for most people, it was horrible. And they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Many reasons. They, they don't want to hurt the other person's feeling, their client. They don't want their client to leave because they feel they might need it, right? This is all the mindset stuff, which is why mindset is so important. So here's what we want you to do. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and trust. Trust yourself to have the conversation. So you, it would just go something like this. And again, you're going to do it with grace and integrity. Most importantly, you're going to do it with kindness and pr- 